Coca-Cola, senoras y senoritas. We actually, those are both female, aren't they? Senoras, senors. Plural, senors and senoritas. Although senoras, yeah. if you say the boys plural, then it's everybody plural, right? I don't know the Spanish language. Yeah, because I think the male always takes dominance, which is a weird, yeah. weird call for a language. Yeah, let's blow up that language in like a in like a <laughs> reconstructing way, not in like a like an American military way. Hey everyone, welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast from Affable Idiots. I am one of your hosts, Chad Michaelinas, back from the dead after several weeks. We also have with us here, tried and true, took the helm while I was gone, Adam Trumbull Gumby. <laughs> That's a word you can use. Hey, I'm back, everybody, and uh, I've joined Dagaria. Dagaria. The Takaria. Oh, I wonder, is there a gorilla? Sorry, Garia. Is there a Garia Takaria somewhere? I can give me some some delicious stealth tacos. Somebody in South California had to have made that up at mm -hmm. some point. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you they didn't, though, because everyone pronounces it gorilla. And everyone's like, what the fuck is Gorilla Taqueria? What's a Gorilla Taqueria? <laughs> yeah, say it's super American. Uh, so Spanish, the word Guerrera means war. So to be a Guerrilla would be a, a warrior. Uh, but yeah, we Americanized it. And we're like, we're, they're Gorilla fighters. They fight in the bushes. Oh, okay. But they're really Guerrillas. Did, I feel like Gorilla Warfare really in America, like the, in the American context for it I have in my brain is Vietnam though. Mm -hmm. Is that is that not where we coined the term, or was it? I don't know the Spanish American War. I don't know. Where I, does Spanish I'm, come into all of this? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think where Spanish comes. In. Uh, I don't. I think it's. I don't know because I remember a history lesson on uh, RAF real quick that during the American Revolutionary against the British, the British were like, "All right, line up in the field and let everybody die because that's how we do warfare." And then right. the Americans were like, "No, we're going to shoot from the tree line and not line up in a circle in a, in a line and die." And they were like, "What what we don't know what to do." The British were like, "We have no idea. <laughs> we did not we can't figure this. this out." And that's kind of guerrilla in a way. <laughs> okay, okay. But I don't think the Spanish had any influence. I don't know. It's a word. Words I'm, are concepts. I'm Anyways. starting to think now I don't know what guerrilla warfare is. <laughs> <laughs> Start with Mel Gibson's The Patriot and then move forward from there. Okay. So it goes starts with The Patriot and then it goes to Passion mm -hmm. of the Christ? Yes. Which, okay. So that's the evolution of guerrilla warfare is yep. Passion of the Christ. Wonderful. And that linear timeline. Yes. <laughs> the American <laughs> Revolution to Jesus. We got yes. it figured out. Hey, everyone, you can catch us live every Sunday evening, usually around 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash We are back streaming again right now, <clears throat> visually. You can see me build my apartment piece by piece. I've got some new uh, gradient LED strips behind me now, too. I did see the LEDs. It's nice. Yeah, it's coming along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone look at them. Uh, we can also... Uh, be in your ears and eyes on Tuesday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern, on YouTube and podcast services everywhere. We've got a fun episode. First of all, it's fun just to be back uh, from vacation. I'll talk a little bit about that later during playtime. But we've also got some good, good to talk about, like some Kingdom Hearts news. It's going to make all y'all wet your panties. We got some big Twitch leaks. We got some Switch OLED changes to your Joy-Cons. What? But we're going to start today. With a little bit of news about Twitch. Yes, Twitch has sprung a leak. All this info we're about to say comes from Adele Anchor at IGN. On October 6, 2021, Twitch has confirmed that its data has been breached, but has not yet commented on the severity of this issue. They said, quote, We will update the community as soon as additional information is available. Reads a short Twitter statement 
quote, thank you for bearing with us. So yeah, there's been a huge leak. An anonymous hacker has posted a giant torrent file. It's been a while since I thought about torrents. And then I thought, as I was reading this too, I was like, what am I going to do with all that useless knowledge about how to tell whether a torrent is actually porn or whether it's a virus? Mm -hmm. I haven't had to use that in a while. Um, yes, there is a giant torrent file containing a vast amount of data for the public to access. It's 125 gigabytes posted to, to 4chan. Uh, it leaks basically everything. It's all of Twitch's source code. Uh, it is proprietary services. It is even all about this brand new unreleased Steam competitor codenamed Vapor from Amazon Game Studios. Looks like, looks like Twitch and Amazon are looking to get into the distributing games via a store and probably bringing up another lawsuit against Google and Apple to get it on their platforms. Who knows? Um, <laughs> so lots of things leaked. But one thing that you can probably rest sure about, but you might want to take some protective measures anyway, is your personal information. If you are streaming or if you are a user on Twitch, your username and password were encrypted and it doesn't look like those have been breached. And credit card information is only stored the last four digits, so you don't have to worry about that necessarily. But it's always good practice to change your password anyway. Because let's face it, your password has been for the last 30 years some combination of your name, the year you were born, and your address, or your kids at the year they were born. So you should probably change it anyway and not have the same one across all 200 services that you use. Yep. Use two two factor auth, auth whatever. Yes, can't two speak words right now. Yep. I it's when this happened, I was like, oh, I need to go change that. And Google does a really cool thing whenever because it say I have password saved on my my Chrome browser, and it's like, oh, your your password was in a in a breach. You need to change the, this password. Like yeah. it gives you like a warning, like this is on a thing. And I was like, oh, I need to change all my passwords because they're the variation of the same three passwords. So <laughs> yep. I went and changed everything and made it two factor on everything. So Twitch kind of pushed me towards that. You're so much better than I am. I have for years, I've been, the same thing happens with my iCloud keychain. It's like, hey, these 35 passwords have been breached. And I was like, damn it. I'll, I'll get to them. <laughs> I'll do it. I swear. I have been like slowly, as I sign up for new things or as I have to change passwords for any number of reasons, I've been using like the the auto-generated crazy password that it generates. Yeah. So we're getting there. Uh, here's a separate update. Uh, so I'll Twitch explained that the breach occurred due to, quote, an error in a Twitch server configuration change that was subsequently accessed by a malicious third party. Our teams are working with urgency to investigate the incident. Another quote, at this time, we have no indication that login credentials have been exposed. We are, we are continuing to investigate. Additionally, full credit card numbers are not stored by Twitch, so full credit card numbers were not exposed. Y'all, people are upset. People are mm. upset. And part of this breach was we got to find out how much all the top streamers on Twitch make because all of that information was made available. Um, there are uh, several people on Twitch who are making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month which is wild to think about, which doesn't include, again, you know, like ad deals or merchandise deals or other opportunities that they've been, sponsorships, all that kind of stuff. And uh, there's a tweet from someone called Know Something uh, who posted the top 100 streamers and their incomes from the last just about two years, August 2019 to October 2021. Um, all 100 streamers have grossed over $880,000. The top 25 have definitely earned over 2 million, with the number one coming in critical role with almost 10 million at $9.6 million over those two years. Wow! 
Uh, another people, another thing people are saying is that like, hey, sometimes people post their total number of subscribers during their streams anyway, so it's not really that hard to figure out. But it's just wild. Like, go look at this person again. Know something. Go to know something's Twitter. There's a list all twenty five, top twenty one, top twenty five ones. Um, some ones to call out here, like the second one in the world. We were just talking, Adam and I, right before this started. XQ Cow. No idea who that is, but they made eight point five million dollars over the last two years. Uh, Nick Merckx, big streamer, Call of Duty and all that stuff, uh, number five with five million. Uh, Tim the Tapman at 3.2 million. Um, all sorts of wild things on here. Shroud, $2 million at 25. It's just... <clears throat> I'm, I'm so happy. You know, the, what the weird thing is that this makes me happy. That like people can mm -hmm. take their passions and love of all of this stuff and their parents look at them and say, you're going to play video games for a living or you're going to do what you're going to be a YouTuber for a living. And then you can turn around and say, hey, mom, all these people's income got leaked and it looks like they're making a lot more money than you are. And then you can just be like, awesome. That's great. Uh, some some other arguments about this is like, hey, it doesn't take into account that like if multiple people stream on this channel or if it's like Critical Role has to pay multiple employees, uh, it's not just one person making all that money. Uh, that's something to keep in mind too. Adam, what are all your thoughts on all of oh, this? Any, any of this surprise you? No. I, again, the number one thing where people get mad at people making money, which is always silly because that's that's how the world works. Um, Especially, yeah, all these people put their subs up. So you just literally do the math. It's like 100,000 subs, $5 a sub. Amazon takes half a cut. So this dude made $250,000 this month. Like, it's not hard math to do. Does a um, sub still cost $5? Because I know Subway did their $5 foot long for a while, but it's much more expensive They now. stopped. Subway yeah. sucks ass. They stopped $5 foot longs. Yeah. But yes, Twitch subs still cost $5. Um, <clears throat> okay. So it is it is crazy to see these names and of course these people are making money elsewhere. I, I'm like, good for them. Like you took your passion, you figured out how to make money. Um, shout out to Critical Role, because they literally popularized fifth edition D and D. Anyone who argues is wrong, and there's nothing wrong with that. And they've they've turned it into a business and like good for you guys. Keep making stuff. I like it. Yeah. Um and again, it, it reminds me of how old I am because looking in this list of top twenty five people and I I knew about six of them. <laughs> But like, I don't know who <laughs> yeah. any of these streamers are, but they made $6 million the last two years just on Twitch subs alone, but I've never heard of them in my life. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the breach sucks, of course. That is awful. Yep. And no one really wants their business out there. But, you know, it is what it is. It's out there now. Shout out to these people for making this money. I love Shroud down here at number 25 at $2 million the last two years. Shroud was exclusive to Mixer for part of that time. So oh, he made money yeah. from Mixer. They paid him out when Mixer closed down. They're like, you know, we signed a contract. Here's your money. You can go back to Twitch. Yeah. And then it's interesting seeing Tim the Tatman at number seven, who just went to YouTube, you know, like a month ago like exclusively. I think this list is more interesting for other companies for like YouTube to be like, hey, you know, now YouTube's like, hey, here's how much we're going to have to pay for these top talents. Like, here's how much they made from them. If we want to compete and get dudes like Tim the Tatman and someone else with him, which I don't, again, I don't know these people, right? You know, you got to know, you know what your competition's doing now. So again, you could probably assume that, but to have the exact numbers is probably helpful to be it's competitive. A, it's a little shitty. I mean, it's it's good for those companies. You're right for YouTube to be able to, hey, if we want to sign, you know, Nick Merckx for exclusivity, we got to pay him at least five million dollars because that's what he got from Twitch. But then it also like takes all the bargaining power away from the streamers themselves. 
Like if they're shopping yeah. around and they want to like to reveal exactly how much they made from this company, like they don't have any clout anymore, or any, you know, that um, leverage anymore. That mystery is gone. Like we know exactly how much you got paid and how much you're worth. So we are going to match that at most. I wish I was worth five million dollars. I love that as the bargaining chip. I'm like I'm coming to right. I'm coming to bargain. We know you're only worth five million dollars. <coughs> oh, poor me. <laughs> Yeah, door comertage. That's what it sounds like. Um. Shout out to uh, Engage Family Gaming in the chat here, who says the reason we don't know most of these people is because most of them are esports guys, and yeah, don't follow esports. Who make money from other things, endorsements and all that nonsense. Yeah. Esports um, guys and gals. I just don't like people. How? Why am I? Why am I not on this list? You know, right? Let's let's get on. Let's why get on. Why aren't we here. up there? Why aren't we up there with our? What do we got? Like Thirty-five subs. We don't even have subs. 35 followers. Come on, guys. Followers. Come on. What's going on? Get us up there. I want to be on the next leak, everybody. Let's make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my New Year's resolution, to be on the next Twitch leak. I love it. Um, yeah, that's wild. Sucks for some people. I, again, it's mostly the corporation. Like It sucks for Amazon and Twitch and the trust, I guess, for all of that. But again, if you're the regular old Joe... People might know how much money you've made, if any at all, if they even care to look for that far down the list. And again, just change your password because you probably should anyway, but it's not necessarily mm -hmm. leaked. So, Big ol' earthquake in the streaming world this week. Also, that vapor thing. First of all, funny yeah. name, huh? Steam Vapor. Yeah. I wonder if that's ever, now that it's been leaked, I don't know if that was a thing that they were just thinking. I haven't done any follow-up. I don't know if that was just... A thing they were kicking around, you know, companies kick shit around and never do anything with right. it. But I wonder if that could ever we ever get a, like a Twitch store. Yeah, why the like, hell not? I mean, yeah. Amazon itself is now a video distributor. It is a, a music distributor. It is a giant conglomerate online that gives you anything in a several hours' notice. It is streaming now. It like why not be able to sell video games directly? It just makes too much business sense for them. If they sell music directly and they sell movies directly, why not sell games directly and then also own the platform that people stream it on? Yeah, that would be cool. I think that that should uh, come to fruition. We'll see if it does. Yep. People need to... There needs to be more competition for Epic Games. Epic Games is making way <laughs> too much money right now. <laughs> the only reason I like Epic Games is because they know that they're so far behind Steam. They're like, we have to give like two or three free games a week yeah. i've got like 70 free games from epic never bought a single thing from epic never <laughs> will <laughs> yeah. give me free stuff give those developers their money and give me my stuff and live your life fun thing um maybe like a month ago six weeks ago um tim sweeney posted something about you know that there were the the numbers of people who have been converted in epic games were like hey we have so many new users over the last 18 months but then also the revenue has been pretty much stagnant. So it's just like, yeah, people are just showing up for the free games. And Holden actually pointed that out in reply to Tim Sweeney's thing. And Tim Sweeney responded and said, yeah, that's something we got to work on. I was like, oh, shit. You acknowledge it. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's nice. But yeah. again, that is how business works. It's like, we need to get users and then we can make money later. Like Amazon right. does it all the time. They're like, we don't care if we lose money on this. As long as we can get people in, we'll make money off. The like we'll lose money for three years because we'll make billions four years right now and it's worth it's worth the risk so yeah epic has got a plan they've got and they've also got the money to be able to throw it that stuff so it's not a big deal but yeah like yeah they're not making more money now but 
just keep growing that user base and then eventually make them pay money <laughs> and then you'll <laughs> you'll you'll figure it out speaking of amazon uh moving in uh, kind of kind of taking a little bit of a turn into playtime i went to i was on vacation this week the last two hey. weeks i was on vacation took two week vacation went to seattle nashville charlotte and florida orlando florida uh, excuse me the nashville the Na about you're right i went to the nashville um to just go visit some people and while i was in seattle i went to one of the just steal it stores from amazon <laughs> you walk in you just pick up whatever you want you don't pay for it and um it's one of those stores where again they're probably you know it's a, it's a grocery store slash like you know like a quick walgreens or whatever type store where you walk in grab a drink or something but then they also this is like a full-fledged grocery one Grocery stores already have very thin margins. So I assume the mm. Just Steal It store is not making money, but they are gaining so much information from you as you shop. What are you picking up? What are you putting down? And if you look up, I never actually posted this. I took a photo. Maybe I'll post it later. If you look up, it is hundreds and hundreds of cameras like mm -hmm. pointing at every single thing in the entire store, watching you, every single movement that you do. It's like, whoa. But it's really that nice is more valuable just, than your money. Exactly. That is so much more valuable than your money. Just to know, oh, what is he looking at for five minutes deciding what to buy and then doesn't actually buy? How do we get him? How do we like nudge him in that direction next time he's in the store? How do we send him ads on that so that by the time he gets here next time, he really does want it? Like that's the kind of shit that's like, whoo, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like next time he'll buy that Prego pasta sauce. Yes. Oh my gosh. That no sugar. I did. I did buy it. The Prego no sugar added traditional sauce because I went keto yesterday and mm. now I'm counting those carbs. Um, so that was one part of my vacation. Another part of my vacation was we went to Disney World in Orlando, Florida, me and Matt and Dallas. And it was the most perfect time that I've ever had in my entire life. And while we were there, obviously we went to Galaxy's Edge. We opened the park we actually got there an hour before the park opened and stood in line with mm. uh, probably about a thousand other people before the park opened to ride rise of the resistance star wars and we closed down the park the last thing that we did was at nine o'clock at night got in line for rise of the resistance and rode that again right before the park closed <laughs> <Did it again. laughs> and it was it was fucking awesome and i bring this up like just mostly because everyone who listens to this i'm sure is a nerd and there's probably a big overlap of people who like star wars and people who listen to this podcast <clears throat> but it's a fantastic experience it was wonderful it was in the middle of like covid times so like everyone wasn't necessarily there it wasn't super crowded the wait times were we waited maybe 45 minutes this is the longest wait we waited the entire week which was great it's not bad Especially considering it's like the 50th anniversary celebration. So I'm sure Magic Kingdom was packed, but we never went to Magic Kingdom. Um, but while we were there, they have a ride called Smuggler's Run, which is the Millennium Falcon. And, you know, you're waiting in line. You get on there. You have to there. It's a six person ride. And you actually enter the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. And you have to choose two pilots, two uh, gunners, and two engineers. <clears throat> and to tell you, like, how how amazing the attendance was like both times we never had any engineers we were this twice never had any engineers one time it was just the three of us in the cockpit so we can do whatever the fuck we wanted and um <clears throat> it's a video game basically it's mm. it's all simulation you know the 4d moving around in this thing but you are actually controlling one of you is controlling the vertical movement of the millennium falcon one of you is controlling the lateral movement 
and then the gunners are like shooting on the side, like pushing buttons, basically just mashing whatever button is lighting up at any given time and timing things correctly. And then the engineers, I don't even know what the fuck they're doing because none of us were ever engineers. But it Low is... Torch. Yep. Fix, the, just <laughs> fix it as a breakdown. Torch. We're going light speed <laughs> through the galaxy and this guy's just got a blowtorch going... Uh, it's fucking awesome. The controls are really sensitive. It doesn't have the haptics of the dual sense, so it's not like super precise, mm. but man, is it a freaking blast. Highly recommend. 10 out of 10 experience. I'm already, don't tell anyone else, especially Matt and Dallas, I'm already planning a return, and we're going to stay on the Galactic Starship Cruiser, maybe for my 32nd birthday, 33rd birthday in 2023. We'll see. Now everyone knows exactly how old I am right now. Um... We're going to do it. It's going to happen. It's going to be so much fun. That sounds awesome. You asked really me earlier about the last thing I'll say about this before I move on to talking about actual video games. You asked me about uh, lightsabers. You said, hey, I almost just want to float you some money and just say, make me a lightsaber while you're there. The lightsaber experience was like one of the top three things that I did in the entire week. It was amazing. It was so cool to be able to walk into this room and build and I, like have this guy introducing it all. And everyone's putting them together. And then the whole moment where we all, it's, it's amazing. But it's all reservation based. And I don't know if that's always been the mm -hmm. case or whether it's just a COVID thing, but you have to reserve your spot ahead of time. And they don't really tell you that up front. Like when you buy your ticket to Hollywood Studios where Galaxy's Edge is, they don't say, great, you got your ticket. You should probably also reserve your lightsaber appointment. You should reserve your spot at the cantina um, because you can't just walk into those things. So we almost didn't. Like three or four weeks ahead of time, I checked the app and there was one appointment at 1245 and I booked it and I was like, shit, that's one lightsaber. And we got three people going to this thing and we get there. And there was nothing else that opened up over the next couple of weeks and we get there and there's this wonderful little old lady named Carmen at the blue milk stand who's selling blue milk mm, for yes. Star Wars. And we talked to her. We left and did a couple other things. We came back for more milk. And she was like, what have you guys been up to? What have you been doing? And we're like, oh, you know, we rode this ride. We did that. We're really, and we got a lightsaber appointment, but we want all, we got all three of us here and only one appointment. And she's like, say this, go up to them and say, my hyperdrive went down and these two guys helped me out. They gave me a push. We were like, what? What? And then she also gave us another magic code word, scrap. You just go tell anybody scrap. And I don't know whether these things like change every day or something like that. But it's mm -hmm. just, and we're like, what does that do? And she's like, it depends on who you say it to. Everyone will do something a little bit different. It's like, holy mm -hmm. fucking shit, that's awesome. So we went up to the people who, like the lightsaber appointment people, like 1030. It was like two hours before our appointment. And I said, the exact, I was like, hey, I've got a 1245 appointment, but my hyperdrive went down. And these guys helped me out. They gave me a good push. And the ladies <laughs> there just started laughing. And she's like, so you know somebody up there, don't you? Like, yes, we do. It's like, all right, we'll see what we can do. Return an hour before your appointment, and we will. Uh, we've definitely got one extra spot for you. We might have two, and it just blew our mind. And then she also, she's like, uh, go go speak to Jesse at the cantina, and she walked us over there, and she's like, this guy's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, not character. This is Dallas. This is my cousin. <laughs> she got us on the list there it was it was free. so we were able to go into the cantina and have a drink and all that kind of fun stuff and, and it, all of the secret shit just is all over galaxy's edge which is amazing and apparently that's just on like one there are several different like smaller areas of galaxy's edge and they're different mm -hmm. types like one of them's the the black out no the black arm black output black armory something different outriders i don't know some the 
Yeah, that's a video like, game. <laughs> you're right. But they're all different, like, little sects of people all over the place, and they all have their own different code words. So Dallas was just going up every, everyone, everyone we passed in Galaxy's Edge garb. He was just yelling, scrap, scrap. And <laughs> finally one guy turned and was like, what are you doing? He's like, we were told to say scrap to everybody. He's like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Sir, this then, is an Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so he's like, oh, that's probably because they're this type of people, and I'm actually one of these type of people. And Dallas goes, oh, oh, well, what do you guys say? And he's like, we just generally like to be left alone. And I'm like, oh, mm. okay. Thanks, dude. Uh, but that whole experience was just incredibly magical, and that just the fact that all that secret shit was happening that whole time, that you could say secret code words to people and get in places, it blew my mind it made it all amazing so that was my experience at disney and smugglers run again we almost didn't get our own lightsabers but we did we did let alone building another one for someone who wasn't there that's awesome dude theme parks are so cool so cool so cool i played a couple other things this week i played when i was like occasionally i would get like 20 minutes here or there to play some games while i was on vacation and I would just remote play from my iPad, and it was always Ghost of Tsushima. And I thought that I would mm-hmm. go, oh, let me dip into Destiny, but it was all, I keep coming back to Ghost. So I'm still hooked on that. Uh, something I played right before I left that I didn't talk about last time was It Takes Two. This is on my like Game of the Year watch list. It's that game from the Fuck the Oscars guy, and uh, he, they previously made Two Brothers. Uh, brothers the, Tale of Two... Brothers, tale brothers. Of two sons. Yep. Yeah. And then the prison one. And then um, the prison one. I mean, yeah, the prison one. I can't. I don't know. A th- oh, way out. A way, way out. out. Yes. And so now this is the next one. It's a forced multiplayer thing. You're this couple who is probably going to get a divorce, and then their daughter cries on a doll, and then you become trapped in dolls, and you have to work together in order to get back to her and have her undo whatever she did. And it is amazing so far, Adam. Like you need to put mm-hmm. this on your list of things to play before the end of the year for game of the year consideration it's amazing and i love that it's it's all the same if you've played one of the other games it's the same type of things like one person has a certain tool and the other person has another tool and they have to work together to make those tools into like to progress through the level but it's also not easy like they they don't make it accessible but but also hard like it's it is also hard even though it's accessible in this like two-player co-op format so really fun really creative loving that a lot papa john's here we go. There we go. And then my last thing I played is Metroid Dread. It came out on Friday. I have my old, my white OLED Switch. I got on Friday morning. I got an Amazon order, placed it. Twenty minutes later, they went live at Best Buy. Got a pickup for that same day at Best Buy. Canceled my Amazon mm-hmm. one. Then the pickup for at Best Buy said, "Hey, we don't actually have this in stock." And then I called and they said, no, we do have it in stock and it's waiting for you. It's already reserved. And then I got there and it's like, no, it's not actually in stock. But the next one that comes in here is yours, I promise. Here's my number as the leader of the store and we're going to meet. So I have one coming eventually. I don't have a date or anything like that. But the next one that comes through that store is mine. So I had to settle with playing Metroid Dread on my regular ass Switch with my stupid Joy-Cons that are red (laughs) or blue. They're not white at all. They're not white <laughs> in my regular ass non-Ethernet capable dock. Um, the game itself is is great so far. It's more Metroid in all the best ways with like the little extra of the Emmys, which are legit terrifying. 
What I really enjoy, the gameplay of the Emmys that are stalking you throughout this thing, uh, it's not like Mr. X in Resident Evil 2 where he's just fucking there all the time and could show up at any moment. There are specific blocked off sections of the map where you enter it and you know this is an Emmy area and there are clear doors where like, if you're able to make it out of this door, the Emmys left behind. So that's really great. It's terrifying, but not too terrifying. Um, it's, it looks... Nintendo's... Uh, I listened to last week's episode, and this came up last week, but it, it's starting to, to show in... Nintendo has always gotten by on the fact that, like, oh, it doesn't have to be 4K. It doesn't have to be HDR. Like, Nintendo first-party games will always look good. And this is one that I'm starting to notice, like, man, the anti-aliasing on it is, like, a little rough in spots. The... The character models, it looks really cool. This like 2.5 dimension, like switching back and forth is really, really amazing. But it's like, it's looking dated. It's looking dated. Mm-hmm. It's ready for new hardware. It's ready for new, new stuff. Um, but I'm excited. I, I enjoy playing it on the big screen just because the levels are so intricate that like on my handheld, things start to like get lost a little bit. So I've been playing on the big screen, but I've also had this stupid issue with my Switch where the Bluetooth on the Joy-Cons are like, they don't register shit. Or if my leg is up, like in between the Joy-Con and the dock, and my like, if I raise my knee up, then it blocks the signal, and then suddenly I can't shoot or anything like that. Or it'll randomly, Mm. Samus will start shooting upwards instead of forwards. Like, stupid. It's so stupid. I can't wait to get a new Switch and leave this piece of trash in the dust. Oof. We'll have more on Metroid Dread uh, a little bit later. Everyone knows Holden is playing it too. He wants to be part of this. I'm sure there are a few more of you. If you are playing Metroid Dread and you would like to talk about it in a review fashion on our show, let us know and we'll include you. That's all I played right now. Adam, I'm going to turn it over to you to tell us about Battlefield 2042 because I'm really pumped for that and I missed it. I thought it was this morning and I couldn't play it this morning and I was pissed. I'm going to go shut this blind so that I'm not being pissed in the eyes by the sun. I'm still listening. I got now. you. All right. So, Battlefield 2042 uh, beta was last week. I shout out. Oh my god! I'm gonna look you up because I told someone on Twitter we could play together, and then I absolutely fell asleep at the time that we say we were gonna play together. Dane, um, it was Dane Deasy of Dane, famous Dane Deasy. I'm sorry, boss. Dane. I'm so very sorry. I completely forgot and fell asleep. So my bad, guy. We can still, whenever the game comes out, we'll play. Or we'll play something. I'll make it up to you. Uh, but yeah, Battlefield 2042. I played it. The first day that it was out, so the early, if you pre-ordered it, or if you had EA Play through Game Pass Ultimate, you could also get it early. So that's how I played it on <gasps> Xbox. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, so we just that free two days. And uh, I had a good time, man. It is m- what I like about Battlefield. Yeah, so I played I played every Battlefield, and this definitely takes me back to Battlefield 3 slash 4, which for anyone who plays Battlefield was like some of the best times. Like giant, especially playing it on the next-gen console. Like, the minute you boot it up, like, oh, this looks like what the PC version looks like. It looks great. It looks fantastic. Um, all the weather stuff is great. I mean, 64 v 64. It was only, so the beta was one map and one game mode, which is like, it's fine. It's beta. Um, they said it's already like a three-month-old build. So it's like, all right, cool. But with all that said, it was still awesome. The weather was great. I uh, didn't actually run into any tornadoes, but I've seen the, the footage of when the tornado goes crazy. Um, but yeah, just having, again, 64 v 64 and just like there's always people everywhere doing things. And it was great, man. It was it was a, it was a fun time. I'm I'm very excited for the full game and to play the other game modes and the other maps. But yes. I was like, yeah, for a beta, this is this is what I want to feel. Yep. 
What's the release date on that again? I know it got pushed. It's November something? It's like November 11th or 18th. It's in the middle of November. I know. I don't know the exact day. Um, 19th. Just in time 19th. for Thanksgiving. I got there a whole you go. Eat some turkey and blow up a building with a tornado. Yes. Uh, that's what kids do on Thanksgiving. So yeah, <laughs> the game is very, very fun. Uh, I hope there's another beta or something because it is a very good time. And I'm ready to buy that and actually enjoy Battlefield again because 5 is the worst Battlefield that they have ever made. <laughs> one I liked a lot, but one... I mean, it was World War One. Like, I liked it, but it was like, yeah, it's, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, we're, we're fighting in the desert with old guns. It was still a good time. That, yeah, and then that's we, the same thing that when we played it in multiplayer a couple weeks ago, it was like, these guns are just bad guns. I don't think yeah. they good guns. It was fun when it came out, but that, you know, at this point, that game is, what, seven years old or something. So, But I'm yeah. very excited for a new gun, especially like when you... So they've shown in the trailers, but where you can change your attachments on the fly, like you don't have to like go into a menu every time you die and do it so yeah. you're just sitting there i'm like all right stock uh armor piercing rounds uh click click two times scope and then she's like and you get you pull out the gun with all the stuff on it's really cool i like it a lot uh so yeah need to get good squads um because playing with randoms is always rough but that's fine how big is a squad on that four player squads okay and then teams of whatever game mode you're playing in this case it was 64 okay um but you always want like a solid like squads you can spawn on each other and actually do objectives because playing with randoms like you know, maybe you go in the same spot maybe you don't, I don't you, know, you don't know yeah so very excited i'm glad for battlefield to be back um and then god i'm a crazy xcom 2 i've talked about this maybe the last couple of weeks but i dropped a lot it's so i was starting to play a lot and then i played like three days in a row and then i have beaten basically all of the DLC content. Um, I basically played like 20 hours of that game in like a couple days. And I'm getting close to the end of wow. it. So we'll see whenever I finish that. But I've just played a lot of XCOM 2. Is this, your, this is not your first time playing it, right? No. Gotcha. No, not my first time. But I was like, let me go through this again. Let me play all the DLC included with the main game. It was awesome. And I just did nothing but do that for days on end. Nobody's <laughs> died because I saved scum. And uh, it's been a great time. Oh, I forgot <laughs> so. that, that game has permadeath. Yup. Don't let any of my friends die. Nope. If you're yeah, if you're unnamed, I don't care. It is what it is. Or if you're a random <laughs> name, I don't, I don't give a shit. But my friends aren't gonna die. And then lastly, God, I'm an insane person. So this is what happens whenever I get long weekends. So like for my work, whenever my days rotate, my day off rotates. So like one, you know, like next week it's Monday, then the following week it's Tuesday. Da, 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 da. When your day off hits that Friday, I get Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just because that's how the schedule works. I've had two of those in a row just because like uh, Columbus Day is a government holiday. So they push my day back to Saturday, whatever. It, I've had two long, long uh, weekends in a row. So I played like 20 hours of XCOM 2 last week. And then this week I played about 25 hours of Far Cry 6. Uh, and the game came out on Thursday and recording on Sunday. So damn, Daniel, I played a lot of that game. There are three. So there's like the big, huge island and it's cut up into three parts. And then there's like the capital base. And then there's another island on top. I've cleared out two of the islands, So I've got one third of the island and then the main city left. And it, again, it's been out for about three days. So are you generally uh, a I, Far Cry person? Yes, yeah, I do enjoy Far Cry. Um, there's some of them I don't like as much as others. Like I didn't, 
I don't I think I finished most of them, but there's some that I take my time where I come back later. I'm like, yeah, this is whatever. And I'll just play it when I'm bored. Uh, this one's got me hooked. I like, I think this is my favorite one in a while. It's my most favorite one. Nice. Is that the word? How's, yeah. uh, how's Giancarlo? Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo's great, man. What a good actor. And, and again, reading some of those reviews, I tweeted about this the other day. It is so dumb. I swear some people just don't play the video game and complain about it. Um, so people complained about two things about the game. One was cockfighting, which is in the game. Um, but the way that cockfighting works is like you collect roosters and then you straight up, you play Tekken. Like it's a 3D, like okay. arena based fighter. And, you know, like you dodge, you got to jump, whatever you attack and you, you play a fighting game. Um, and there's like no blood. There's no feathers. You don't like rip the other rooster apart. So it's like, I understand this cockfighting and real cockfighting is bad, <clears> but <throat> you don't do that. People got mad about that. Whatever. Peter gets mad about everything. Um, understandably so sometimes, but like, you know, video game roosters who punch each other. It doesn't really go on the top <laughs> of my list of things to be mad about. John uh, Carlos great people. So you play in a place called Yara, which is basically supposed to be Cuba. Um, everyone knows that uh, it's not necessarily Cuba, so they can, you know, not have any political issues, but it's basically based off of, uh, off of Cuba. And people were like, John Carlos Esposito is black and Italian. He's not even really his, Hispanic or Latino or whatever. So this is this is wrong. He's not, you know, this appropriation. And then I played the story. And then in multiple points of the story, he points out, my mother was African-American. My father was full Yaren. So he's biracial. He's not playing a Cuban. He's playing someone. Who, that's why he's like the one black guy. He's not full. You know, he's he looks a little bit mixed. So yeah, they make a point. He's like, yeah, he's like my mother would have been president except for she was black at the wrong time and they wouldn't let her do it. It's like it's part of the story and people are just like, you know, Carlos not Cuban. He can't play this character. I was like, okay, let Gus do what he wants to do because Gus is fantastic <laughs> in this. Um, it's just the thing that bothered me. It's like, did you not play? Like it's literally. In like the second cutscene with him, he brings up that his mom was black, and that's he's half black. So like him whole being his whole thing is like pure yarns. Like you got to be purely from this place, or you're. And he's not even that. Like he's being, he's ignoring the fact that he's only half, which is you know that's a dictator thing to do. It's like oh you know that's, these people are impure. I'm actually not one of those, but you know whatever. I mean, so, Hitler wasn't blonde uh, hair, blue eyes, but that's what he yeah, wanted. It, it, exactly, it's a crazy thing, but he's great. Game's fun. Um, the weapons are crazy. They just got like these ramshackle things. Um, my favorite is it's an EMP gun that is made of like car batteries. Uh, it's a really good time. That's awesome. Yeah. They've got all the Supremos are what the, uh, the special backpacks and weapons are called. Uh, yeah. And I'm having a great time being a Garilla. I like it a lot. And Garilla. I'll probably beat that game in the next three days. That's dope. So, are we going to have a review discussion of it? Obviously yeah, not because I I'm I have not played it and probably won't play it by the time you're ready for it. Oh yeah, no, this is I mean, we're on the not even the sixth one. You know if you like Far Cry or not. Like yeah. there's no ifs, ands, or but if you like it, it's a really, really good one. Uh yeah, I plan to review it. Um, and it'll actually be done like in a timely fashion. Like I'll have the review up like within a week of a game coming out, probably. <laughs> uh so yeah, that's been really fun. And I'm ready to finish that story out and see where it goes. Sweet. Far Cry 6. I've seen that it's doing actually pretty well on... Um, IGN gave it a really good... I think it was 9 out of 10. GameSpot gave it, I think, 8 or 9 out of 10. Mm -hmm. 
It's doing well. I think the Metacritic is around. Duh, 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 duh. I think it's like in the eighties. Yeah. Last time I checked. So Which is good because good. I think that's on my fantasy draft. You get a couple points. Dope, dope, dope. And that's right. it. That's all you played this week, right? That's it for me. Yep. Only those, <laughs> that one game Only for Only those time. 50 hours of video games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's move on then to our quest log and talk about some news. All these different quests coming in here. We've got six of them. The first one here, GTA Trilogy Remaster is finally revealed. This all comes from Eddie at GameSpot. Um, there's been lots of rumor, lots of speculation over the last a trillion, bajillion years that this is coming. But Rockstar Games has officially announced the Grand Theft Auto Remaster package. It includes GTA 3, GTA Vice City, and GTA San Andreas. It's called the Grand Theft Auto Trilogy, the Definitive Edition, coming to current, I guess now we are calling these current and last-gen consoles, right? Nothing's mm-hmm. next-gen anymore until we get six years from now. So current and last-gen consoles coming to Nintendo Switch and coming to PC through the Rockstar Games launcher. So again, they, they opened that thing up a couple years ago. So you got to get it through their launcher. There's also going to be a mobile version coming to iOS and Android the first half of next year. These are all coming sometime later this year, no specific date. They, all fe- they will feature across-the-board upgrades, including graphical improvements and modern gameplay enhancements for all three titles while still maintaining the classic look and feel of the originals. Uh, it is worth noting that they are also removing all current versions of these three games from digital stores beginning as soon as this week. So uh, if you want the current non-super great versions, go get them now. And then later this year, you'll be able to get these again on current gen consoles. Yep. Uh, it was funny because basically every day leading to the announcement, there was a leak. It was like Patton. And then it was like they listed it on their own store. And it was just like every day there was another <laughs> thing. They're just like, fine, here it is. God, leave us alone. <laughs> uh, I believe also the first time that a mainline GTA game has been on a Nintendo console. Because there was the stories that were on like DS or whatever. Or right, there was Chinatown was DS. Wars yeah. on uh, the, the 3DS or the regular DS. Yeah, I think it was One of those DS DSs. Yeah. But it's the first time you get mainline GTAs on a console. console. So and yeah, yeah play those nice games. I played um, Vice City Stories on my PSP yeah, back in good. the day. Uh, I've played a, a little bit of GTA 5. In general, I'm really happy these are happening. I know people love them, but it's just not my type of game. But I'm excited. Yeah, I like these. I like the games. I just don't want to play old GTAs. Yeah. Just because like GTA 5 just nailed it. Um, again, there'll be some nostalgia. Like the, the soundtrack is really good in Vice City and stuff. I just don't yeah. really want to play. Like they are PS2 games. Like I, yeah. I'm good. I don't I don't necessarily but don't worry. Play that, but it's cool that it's there. GTA five is still coming. So next yes. gen current gen console. You are getting another version of that. You're right. Uh-huh. I do want to see with the um not the graphical stuff, because I'm sure it'll they'll probably upscale and it'll, it'll look nice or whatever. I wonder what the modern gameplay enhancements, because if they just like add cover-based shooting to all the games, that'd be great. Just because mm. you would just stand okay. in the middle of the street and <laughs> like aim at people, like because I mean it was you know 2004 or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I just I'm gonna I'm interested in that, but probably not a buy for me. But it's cool that they're out there because I know people are gonna have a good time with it. And again, I also it. tweeted this. I said, if they don't use, oh shit, here we go again in their marketing, they fucked up. <laughs> they have a meme. They've made a meme. They need to use it. Everyone everyone knows what it is. 
Speaking of memes, Sora's in Smash, and people have been asking for it for a trillion bajillion years. Uh, nerds, we can rejoice. This comes from Jason Finelli at GameSpot. Lots of GameSpots. Nice. Way to go, GameSpot. That's the last GameSpot story we have. Rest in peace. Yep. Um, <laughs> Just listen. Uh, the final DLC, and this is like the, the actual final Smash DLC character for Smash Bros. Ultimate, has finally been unveiled. Um, Sakurai announced Sora from Kingdom Hearts is the latest addition to the roster, alongside a couple of other things like Doom Guys coming as a Mii costume. Um, there's a, I don't, I don't know what these are, Octoling wig and Judd the Cat hat from Splatoon. Those are also coming, whatever those are. Splatoon uh, I'm people. not a Splatoon person. But uh, there's a 40-minute presentation all dedicated to it. And what was revealed is that Sora is the most requested Smash Bros. character ever, including in 2014, they ran like a, a poll, basically, of what, who do you want to see in Smash Bros.? And Sora was the most requested one on that poll, too, which blows my mind that it took this long to get there. Yeah, because um, I think from that poll, that's how we got like Bayonetta, I think, is from that poll. Yeah. Or I, I might be misremembering, but I, I think that's I feel like where, Bayonetta so. was the first one after that poll was done. Like, hey, we heard what you wanted, and we're giving you Bayonetta. And that was like, okay, what was the name of that one? The one that came to Wii U? Super Smash Brothers did, 4 Wii U. So it had 4 the in the 3DS. title, but it was a 4, yeah, 4 Wii U and 4 3DS is the official name of that. Gotcha. Game. I was trying to think of that because... So we got we got this news while we were in Galaxy's Edge. We were walking around and we were trying to think, what was the other? Was this the first time that we had DLC? No. Yes. No. Yes, because I mean, no, it's not the first time because I remember Cloud and Mewtwo were DLC for at 3DS version. We couldn't figure out what it was called. Yeah. Um. Dope. I was trying to also think: is this is this Disney's first foray into Smash Bros? Like, is this the first Disney character? Although technically. It is a Square Enix character. That's the thing. This they had to make this deal with Square and Disney because Sora, a Square Enix character, right. but his Keyblades got Disney charms on it, so you got to get Disney's approval. Um, yeah. I don't think Disney. I, I might be completely wrong, but I this feels like the only thing that Disney's done as far as Smash. Yeah, you know, I could be wrong. I don't remember, but I, I don't remember anything else being Disney. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, so yeah, y'all can finally. Freak out, have a good time playing Sora and Smash if anyone is still playing Smash anymore. Um, and then also, we can now not be disappointed anymore by Smash reveals for the rest of our lives. That is the thing. Now we don't have to worry about it anymore. We don't have to be like, who is it? Oh, another Fire yep. Emblem character. Exactly. None of that. You don't have to worry about it. You got what you wanted. Shut up. Or another character. <laughs> it's not technically Fire Emblem, but it looks exactly like a Fire Emblem character, and you don't know the game it's from, so it might as well be Fire Emblem. Mm -hmm. So no more of that. Until probably next year when we get a tease for whatever the next Smash Bros. game is. And then we have all the speculation all over again. I hope they let his soul rest. They just... <laughs> I feel like Sakurai has just been put in like a chamber and forced to work for 25 years. Yeah. Just let the man rest. <laughs> he wants to stop. <laughs> it's just like he just... After this announcement, we get the, the obituary the next day. Sakurai has finally been laid to rest. They've allowed him to die. <laughs> He's, He's been propped up by a respirator. Yeah, he's been gone for 17 years, but they forced him to keep making <laughs> They've Smash been Brothers. reanimating his body. And <laughs> so I hope, he enjoys, I hope he actually gets to retire. Because he every time he makes a game, he's like, I'm retiring. And then he's like, here's the next Smash. Uh, just like, now, this will be interesting, though, going forward. 
again, Smash Ultimate. I'm sure there'll be another Smash game at some point, but I don't think you're ever going to get another game with, you know, the 90 whatever characters they have and yeah. all those licenses. So they're probably going to, you know, people are talking about like restart and have like 25 characters or I don't know, but they're going to have to, it's not going to probably be Sakurai and it's going to be completely different. Like you're not going to get Snake in the next one. Guarantee that. So enjoy this one. Hopefully they'll just keep re-releasing it and then one day you'll get something new. Well, we'll see, but it, it'll be a lot different. This will be the, there will, the ultimate. There will have to be more Smash in the future because there's going to be brand new video game characters all the time. So mm-hmm. they got to fight each other somewhere. Speaking of fighting people somewhere, you fight people in Pokemon Legends Arceus, and we found out that it isn't fully open world, says Logan Plant at IGN. In a statement to Kotaku, the Pokemon... Well, okay, so Logan Plant at IGN, by way of Kotaku, by way of the Pokemon Mm -hmm. Company, clarified that the Pokemon Company clarified how Pokemon Legends Arceus' world works, and as speculated, it's very similar to, like, Monster Hunter. And this is the quote from them. Quote, in Pokemon Legends Arceus, Jubilife Village will serve as the base for surveying missions after receiving an assignment or a request and preparing for the next excursion players will set out from the village to study one of the various open areas of the hisui region pokemon company says quote after they finish the survey work players will need to return once more to prepare for the next task so it is kind of a big open world but not as open you like hey go find this pokemon or hey there's a legend hiding in this mountain go capture it with a ball or not a ball because there are people in the game that are like putting them in balls is inhumane whatever that ends up being and then you have to come back and then the world resets with a new objective so it's not quite open world nevertheless i am still very excited for this and hope to god that it shakes up the pokemon formula because this is something i could get very into seems or a bit it's something different. i'll play it for is- an hour and put down yeah, that's true. Um, it seems different, and this is exactly Monster Hunter. Like you literally have a home base, and it's like, let, take me to the beach, the beach, the beach area, and you go to the beach area and kill your. They're not called jaguars, but there's something like that where it's a big lizard that swallows things, uh, and then you come back and it's like, all right, now go back out and do this mission again. Yep. So, again, and just like just Monster Hunter, you're out there like skinning Pokemon and using their bones yep. for weapons and shit. You just like pull out your Bowie knife. You're like, come here, Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> if you cut out enough of those little red conductors on its cheeks, then you can make like an energy sword or whatever. Yeah, it makes some kind of electrical item that you need yeah. to kill 25 Pikachus for. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Um, speaking of Pokemon, two cool other things real quick. One, while I was in Florida, I'm going to toss my hair, flip my hair back. I completed my Johto Pokedex because there is a Pokemon called Corsola that is mm-hmm. only available in Latin America, but Florida extends down far enough that it counts as Latin America. The so Bob I was able to catch Florida. one of those. I now have all 151 from the Kanto Pokedex and all 100 from the Johto Pokedex. In addition to catching a shiny Mew, yes, that's oh. right, a shiny Mew. And some weird cactus shit that I hadn't had before, but it was in, in Florida that wasn't available where I am. So, per- so you caught per- the shiny mew in Florida. I caught the, technically I caught the shiny mew in North Carolina. Oh, okay. And then went down to Florida and caught the other shit. So. It's still the south. The south is where it's at. Uh, that right. is wild. So again, I know Pokemon Go is about going out and getting places, but <laughs> you literally have to travel to Florida to catch yep. your Pokemon. That's insane. Yeah. Or That's you know, cool, somebody's up here on vacation. They're like, what's up? 
I'm from Florida. I know that we don't live in the same place and I don't know you, but do you want to trade? You say, yeah, yeah, I do. If you want this Horsia or whatever? Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's why. Uh, second cool, Pokemon but- thing, they announced a partnership with Universal Studios Japan to integrate Pokemon and some brand new Pokemon experience by 2023 into the Universal Studios Japan, which already has Super Nintendo World. And mm. they announced an expansion to Super Nintendo World containing all Donkey Kong shit, including a Minecraft ride. Not a Minecraft ride, a Minecart ride. Cart. Yeah. So uh, looks like we're taking a trip to Tokyo in that a couple of years. Like a really cool, yeah, that sounds like a really cool place. Um, I hope that the exhibit is just like you get a Bowie knife. You gotta go out there and you gotta. It's RCS and real life. It'll be the hit game. Starts out black screen. Yeah. Fades up 60 frames a second. 60 frames. You're just stabbing Pikachu in the skull. (laughs) There's just carcasses all around you. Yes. Perfect. Uh, We got three more stories here. The first one is about Marvel's Avengers. Remember that game? Woof. Uh, It adds a paid XP boost. This is coming from Jared Moore at IGN. So Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics have added the option to pay for a temporary boost to your XP and resource collection using real money in Marvel's Avengers. And while that might not be surprising to you in a game like Marvel's Avengers, it is surprising because it goes against literally what they said they were going to do with monetization uh, from the beginning of the game. They have said, uh, quote, uh, sorry, this is from the... Prior to the game's release, studio lead Scott Amos spoke about the game's approach, saying, quote, in terms of how we monetize, we'll have cosmetics, no gameplay walls. And there's also a blog post in September 2020 that says, quote, we've committed that content purchasable with real money in Marvel's Avengers will be aesthetic-only additions, which will ensure we can keep the game fresh for years to come. Sounds like years to come is just over one year. Yep. Um, which I guess, like, you don't say one and a half year. You say one and a half years. So it does, I guess it counts for plural years, but. They're not lying, technically. They're not lying. Uh, although it's, t- it's not even one and a half. It's like a year and a month, right? Yeah. It's over a year. Yep. Uh, people apparently were anticipating this already because they made a change to how XP works earlier this year. They just raised the level cap. Uh, I would say that this is one of the, the biggest struggles with this game. There are a lot of struggles with this game, but one of the biggest struggles with this game is that, like, yeah, that grind gets really, really monotonous at the very end. Um, and like Shadow of War, whatever the sequel was, sequel Shadow of War or Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War. Like when they introduced War. that that uh, pay to level up faster thing, like you're gonna be so tired of the fluff and the grind that you're gonna want to buy this, which is problematic, but. It's okay because only yeah. Brent is playing Avengers anyway, and so and he's already That's got not his true. Max level There's character. at least twenty other people. There are literally dozens of us. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really enjoyed uh, playing Marvel's Avengers again. I only played the story because all that grindy stuff I can't deal with. That's why there's you a couple it. things about this that are interesting. So I I normally don't really care if you want to put an XP slider in a game that's not pvp like who cares like it's just you playing by yourself or with friends i don't care at all the thing that's annoying is that they literally made xp slower right and then sold like if xp was the same and they're like you don't feel it's enough but it's just you're right it's such a grind especially after they changed it and made it so hard to level up because i like that game but i'm like it takes forever to level up and i cannot stand it so again i normally don't care about this kind of but just like so they're like all right we're gonna hamstring you 
But if you want treatment for that hamstring, you got to give us some money. It's like, yeah. why hamstring me? They literally injured me and then said I had to pay for it. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I saw some people are like, oh, they put it on Game Pass. So they're trying to help people catch up. And that's like, I think they put it on Game Pass to make some money because I didn't realize it was on Game Microsoft Pass. paid for them. All right. And now they're like, also, let's make some more money for the new people that don't know our game <laughs> uh, progression is bullshit yet. Yeah. Um, this sucks, man. I love, I love Crystal Dynamics. It's such a good studio. This game is fun. I like the story, but just their end game live service plan has not been great. And again, this doesn't upset me because I just won't do it. I just won't play the game. You know, I'm not personally upset. It's just, I won't touch it. I'm sorry. Sorry, yeah. Spider-Man. Sorry, Black Panther. I don't care. Yeah. Have we talked about yet the fact that Crystal Dynamics is now helping the initiative on their quadruple A perfect art game? I don't think I did it because it was literally a tweet, but yeah. yes. Crystal Dynamics is, is helping. It's weird until it's like the the lead on the game is the Duty Spirit Crystal Dynamics. So it's just like when you, you know, like you get a press box at a sports game and you're just like, hey, all my buds at work are going to come in the press <laughs> box with me because I got a press box and sure, why not? So I don't know. It strikes me as weird that just because like this studio, when they announced it, is like, this is top of the top of the industry at. The initiative, we are forming this to make not triple-A games, quadruple-A games. Quadruple, yeah. And here it is, our first project, Perfect Dark. We can't do it but our, by ourselves, though. We need, we need not even another one of our 20,000 studios that we own now, but we need someone else outside of Microsoft Studios or Xbox Studios to come in and help us out build the rest of this. And I was like, oh, that's, yep. that's so weird. I feel like that's never happened before. Well, I'm sure it's happened, you know, with, like, helping us finish assets for a game or helping with level design or building out certain systems that's what i bet it is is that he's he sees his buddies are struggling with avengers he's like hey i'm gonna throw y'all a bone i guarantee it's just like make make asset or do busy work i guarantee they're not doing creative they're not doing it's just like do the grunt work and uh, hopefully you know i'm trying to help my old buddies so that they don't go under after this horrible thing uh maybe i get the game so early it's like that might be it when you said that i was like yeah but do they need a a studio as high profile as crystal dynamics to do busy work like is that really but then you're right like maybe maybe crystal dynamics is like please let us do busy work we're losing a lot of money on avengers we need yeah um what is the the name of tim schaefer's studio double fine double fine yeah or not even double fine but a lot of studios would be like all right we're gonna we want to make one game that we like we have we're doing a game a project we have to do to make money and that will fund the thing we want to do. Yeah. So it sucks if Crystal's in that kind of dire straits, or maybe it's just like, hey, give us 50 people from your studio just to do busy. I don't know what it is, but I'm not, again, I think at the top level, you, Crystal has no say so on what Perfect Dark's going to be. Uh, yeah. Also, even though the initiative is supposed to be a, tr- a quadruple A studio, I, I'm, even as a do likes Xbox, boy, I do not care about Perfect Dark. I hope it's good, but you don't, that's oh, not a game I'm for so me. excited for it. Perfect Dark was my golden eye on N64. Like it was mm-hmm. the better golden eye, and it was where I sunk all of my time with my with my brother and sister and on that. So, I oh, spent... real quick, you're super roboty. I'm super roboty. Yeah, like your video, super roboty. So is your audio. I don't cool. know if you got to leave and jump back in. Uh, yeah, tell you what, we'll do. We're gonna go to hold side for a second. We're gonna leave and come back. And we'll uh, pop a chance. Cool. How's that? Are we better? Yeah, it's gone. Hot. And we're back. All right. We Everything's great. 
two more stories here. One of them is just art, so it's not going to make a lot of sense if you're just listening to this. New Suicide Squad. Suicide <laughs> <laughs> Squad. New Suicide Squad art out of DC Fandom. Says Matt Perslow at IGN. I forgot DC Fandom's coming up again. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's new art for a lot of the main characters. There's, there's you know, all Shark Boy, Lava Girl. <laughs> yep, those two. <laughs> Taylor, what is it? What's that? What's that actor's name? Taylor Kish? No. Lot- is that? What? The guy who played the werewolf in uh, those bad movies. Oh. What are those um, lovely movies? Um, Twilight. Team Edward. The guy who played the werewolf in Twilight is Lava Boy. He's not Edward. He's Team Werewolf. What's Werewolf's Jacob. name? Jacob. Thank you. The guy who played Jacob is Lava Boy. Is Same Lava actor. Boy. What? Yeah, that's when he was a kid. He was Lava Boy, and then he grew up and became Jacob. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. This Lava is very much a thing. Lava Boy Jacob comparison <laughs> pit. I'm just typing <laughs> Lava Boy actor. <laughs> Probably made more sense. Oh, see, okay, wait a minute. Shark Boy, Lava Girl. He's Shark Boy. Oh, my bad, yes, he's Shark Boy. I said Lava Boy, what am I talking about? Okay. (laughs) Shark Boy. all of that made me realize, too, first of all, those movies, I I don't think I ever saw Shark Boy, Lava Girl, but I saw Spy Kids. Isn't that a a spinoff of Spy Kids? It's all Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, it's all the same universe. All right, Spy Kids Boy. That's who I was thinking, the little ginger kid in Spy Kids. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way that's Taylor What's-His-Face, the werewolf. No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> okay, now that we've got that cleared up, um, hey, we've got, we've got pictures of Shark Boy. We've got pictures of Harley Quinn. It's some dope art. There's, there's some good stuff. So uh, just Google it. Uh, some things about it. Staff from Rock City Games are tweeting artwork from Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, which, again, is Rockstar's uh, most recent, not sorry, Rocksteady's Rock most recent game after the Batman games that they just finished up. Well, just finished up is uh, an understatement, but um, there are some really good, really detailed renders of these characters, um, and more from this game is due to reveal, be revealed at DC Fandom this month. Mm-hmm. I'm pumped, especially considering we just played Batman Arkham Asylum. Like, I'm ready to see what's next from Rocksteady. Yeah, everything lined up where I was like, I'm interested for that game. We just played Batman. I love Rocksteady. And yeah, the, again, Google it. The art's great. And I'm just ready to see more from this game because uh, I'm very excited for everything Rocksteady's made. So, When is Fandom again? October 16th. That's next week. This week. End of this week. Hell yeah, that's badass. Get another The Batman trailer, hopefully. Uh, right. Yes, please. We got that little tease of uh, Michael Giacchino doing a little bit of the, the music from it. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. Last story on our Switch. Nope. Last story on our Quest Log. Switch OLED has the best Joy-Cons ever. This is all told to us by Matt Kim from IGN. Nintendo said that they haven't found a permanent solution for a Joy-Con drift, but they did reveal in a new interview that they have been continuously improving the Joy-Con's durability since its launch, and that the Switch OLED models will come with the newest controllers with the latest improvements. Great. Can't wait till I get my Swole OLED model. I'm going to have my good, good Joy-Cons and not my old. All my other Joy-Cons are shitty McGiddy. Um, according shitty to- McGiddy. <laughs> shitty McGiddy. <laughs> 
According to Nintendo's general manager of technology, Ko Shioda, and the deputy general manager, Tori Yamashita, Nintendo has been making improvements to the Joy-Con materials regularly since launch, quote, as we have always been trying to improve it as well, we have investigated the Joy-Con controllers used by the customers and repeatedly improved the wear resistance and durability, Yamashita says. So, great. If you uh, want better Joy-Cons, go buy the same system with a better screen. Get gooder Joy-Cons. Don't worry about sending yours in because they're going to come back with just paper in them, as we learned a couple weeks ago from that person who figured out how to fix Joy-Con drift. Just put some paper in it. Uh, dope. Are you going to get new Joy-Cons, Adam, for your Switch you don't have? Absolutely. Yep, let me get those new white Joy-Cons. Uh, I just thought that it was interesting. Uh, everyone who has a Switch should be excited that they are, are making improvements. I love... So, I'm sure we'll get an expose one day. Um, you know, Jason Schreier will write up 200... Wor- 200 words? That's not a lot at all. Like a... <laughs> Like a 2,000 word, um, not an essay either, an expose. Jesus Christ, English language, carida. Uh, he will write a long thing about the reason that the Joy-Cons were the way they were. And I feel part of it, again, it was a cool idea. Technology wasn't the best. We've been dealing with it ever since. I feel, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, but I feel like they can't just straight up be like, this is a defective product, like right. across the board. And, they, you know, they can't be like, you know what, that one's bad. Here's Switch 2.0. They just have to make small improvements because I think the minute you admit that, boy, I don't, can you, I feel like you can get sued for that. It's like you knowingly oh, have yeah. a defective product and just everybody gets their money back instead yeah. of just like, well, we'll fix them when you send them to us. If you're like, oh, we knew it was, bro- we know it's broken. So I think you just got to deal with bullshit Joy-Cons and slowly get improvements as it goes. But I don't think that this issue will ever be permanently fixed because i don't think they can i don't think that they legally can do it and not take fault for it yeah i don't know i'm, I'm interested to see this story 10 years from now but what happened with the joy cons imagine if they did like if they admitted that fault and like hey we knew they were bunk the whole time and then what is it like 70 or 80 million switches out there actually i think it outsold the ps4 now so it's like 80 to 90 or something like that yeah so all and then people buying extras exactly plus anyone who bought extras like i've got three pairs so i've got six joy cons I broke one, but the other two are still shitty McGiddy. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of Joy-Cons to fix. I just wonder why they won't just fix it, but I'm sure that, again, I, I'm just very interested, but you're getting better. So go buy a $350 console, you'll get better Joy-Cons. Right, right. That's the problem, is you bought your Switch too early. You didn't buy the more expensive version four years later. You should have Phoenix. waited and sped more money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you get That's the good solution. Do you know... Are the white Joy-Cons, are they only available with the OLED, or can you buy no, like, you can a buy pair them of... separately. Okay, so you, you can, can buy the Joy-Con separately, you can ones. buy the new dock separately via Nintendo mm. as well, uh, if they are in stock. Um, but at that point, you're buying the Joy-Cons for like 80 bucks, you're buying the dock for like, what, 60 bucks, and you're like halfway to the new system anyway, so... Yeah, might as well pay for that screen. Might as well, yeah. All right, next up is Adam's weekly segment by the name of... Adam's weekly segment. Yep. Adam, what do we got this week? Well, gonna think of a better name one of these days, but we're gonna continue our late. monthly. Yeah, it's it's over. Uh, our monthly series of Game of the Year Watch 2021. Yes. This is for we did this last month, Very I believe. What was at the top of that list last month? Um, Psychonauts two was was up Psychonauts. there. Yep, that's right. It was like Psychonauts. And then there was something that we had never heard of. Stuff. 
Oh, it was like that uh, survival game on PC that apparently reviewed well. I haven't heard yeah, anything yeah, about yeah, since, yeah, so yeah, maybe yeah. don't have to include that one anymore. So, these are the top eight games. I went on Metacritic, looked at the month of September, everything that was an 80 or above on Metacritic, I put in here. In the future, I might do the same thing. Maybe I'll put a big game. So, like, if Far Cry 6 goes to, like, a 79, I'll still put it on the list, but, you know. Sure. I don't think it's a game of the year kind of game anyways, but, you know, big releases and well-reviewed games for the month of September. Go like this. Number one. Deathloop at an 88. Metacritic. Definitely think it should be the game of the year watch. Think it's a great game. Definitely a contender. Uh, I hate to say this. Oh, oh, we'll go through each one and we'll talk about it. Deathloop. I know you haven't you haven't gotten it yet, right? I have not gotten it. I plan to get it the week of Thanksgiving during some Black Friday sale and then play that mm. then. I think you should. I think it's a yeah. very good game, but I think you can wait because you know, you're not trying to get in on the hype. I think it's very yeah, good, yeah, though. Yeah. Uh, Definitely, I think, got me going down this list. It's my favorite of the month, but it's also the only one I played from this list. I downloaded some other ones, but I didn't play them. Here's the thing. So there are only, like, half of these that I recognize. Like, Deathloop, Tales of Arise, mm-hmm. uh, Life is Strange. I guess I know Lost Jet. Okay, I know most of these. <laughs> yeah, actually, I know all these. Kane of Bridge of Spirits, Fist. Here are the ones that I'm interested in taking a look at. I know Lost Judgment okay. is not my type of game. I know Tales of Rise is not my type of game. Life is Strange, I tried. Deathloop, I don't think it's going to be my game, but I'm now really horny for it because of all the curiosity mm. and shit. So I've, I'm going to try that. I forgot to tell everyone in the world that I played Kena Bridge of Spirits for like an hour and a half before I went on vacation, and I was V-pleased with it. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And then Fist. I want to play Fist before the end of the year, which is rounding out number eight on this list at an 80. On Medicare. I don't know, on Medicare. Yep. Yeah, everything else uh, so on here I either don't know or I'm not into playing. Yeah. That's the thing with me. So like Tales of Arise. I know that's that JRPG weeb game that nerds like. I'm not gonna play that. <laughs> I don't care that it reviewed well. Maybe it will be on your game of your list. It won't be on mine because I don't like that. Uh it can be good and I cannot like it. That's the thing that's allowed to happen. I'm again, Life is Strange has never been my thing. If I get this on a sale, I think I'll, I'm willing to try it because there are so many people really, really, really think this game is amazing. Um, I'm willing to try it. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I've oh, I've tried all of them. That one I actually might be able to get through this time. Lost Judgment, not for me. I don't like that game. I don't like um, Yakuza games. Yeah, <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> that one time, Yakuza or Yakuza or something like that. Y- Yokuza, Yakuza, whatever. <laughs> yeah, not my kind of games. I-, I don't have any interest in it. Um, you know, I know certain people like it. That's for. Pathfinder, Wrath of the Righteous, PCS, PC game, but boy, do I like Pathfinder and D&D, and this game is fucking that. Uh, like, big adventure, open world, squad-based, D&D. It, for those who don't know, Pathfinder is just straight up. There was a, ver- a version of D&D that people liked a lot, and then someone's like, why don't we do that in the in the present? And that's what Pathfinder. So Pathfinder is basically an old version of D&D that's been modernized. Uh, and it's a very fun RPG, tabletop RPG. And apparently this video game is also very good. So you got, got me two two ways there. Kina, I know it looked interesting when I first saw it. It looked very, very pretty. And then it came out and I was like, I didn't buy it. I feel like that's one that's probably going to be on my list, though. It feels like something that should be on the list. I don't know. That one's on 50-50 on. I'll have to see what you say whenever you finish it. I feel like it's a very good game if you like certain things. Sure, yeah. And I don't know if that's going to be me or not. But it looks very, very pretty. I've always said that from day one. It is very um, pretty. Yeah. Artful Escape. 
apparently that is if you're a fucking artsy person you're gonna like it if you don't like artsy stuff you're not gonna like it but it's free on game pass so if that's like a four-hour game doesn't cost me anything and then fist i probably won't play it looks interesting but i don't know if i want to drop money on that by the end of the year if that comes to ps plus i'll play it Ooh, there you go there you go plus i'll play it but i don't want to spend money to and do it for game of the year because I don't think it's going to be a game of the year contender. Yeah, so I, I agree with you. It's something it. I want to play, but you're right. I don't think it's something I need to play by the end of the year. Yeah. So Dope. looking at this list, what would you put as like the top three? We got to play it for game of the year. I'm going to Deathloop. Absolutely. Needs Deathloop, to be played for Kina. Your stuff. Mm, You'd say Kina? Yeah. And I feel I like Tales of Arise. I'm not going to play this, but I feel like I'm Tales never going to play this. We don't. This is us. Listen, hey, Chat, listen Hi. to me. I'm listening. This is I'm me listening and you. very intently. You can tell by my This is eyes. us doing RAF. We're going to do Game of the Year at the end of the year. If we are not going to play that, we don't have to. There's no peer pressure. No one's going to pay me <laughs> to play Tales of Rise for this podcast. So if we agree we're not going to play that for Game of the Year, we ain't got to worry about it. There you go. Cut that out of the list. Cut it out. All right. What is that? So what do we put as third? out. What do you put as third then? Do I have to have a third? <laughs> I know. Those two seem like the top. If it's me, yeah. I think maybe Life is Strange. Maybe this one actually connects with you this time. Mm. And then for me, Pathfinder, just, uh, I'm not going to make you play that. That's just an Adam fucking game. But I think looking at this and knowing kind of what you like, I think, and what would make sense for Game of the Year discussion, I feel like Life is Strange is the one that we maybe need to check out when yeah. it's on sale. Yeah. And it's not a huge commitment, those types of games, too. They're usually pretty short, too. Yeah, you know, like eight, nine hours, something like that. Yeah. That would be my one, two, three. Deathloop, Kena, and Life is Strange. Dope. Game of the Watch. Game of the Game Watch. Game of the Watch. King of the North. Game of the Year Watch. Game of the Year for Watch. For September. Speaking of watching, there we go. Uh, shout out to Matt from RI, who in our chat says, hey, I stopped watching Dallas's 3D print stream to come by and say hello. If you're, if you're listening live right now and you don't know Dallas Smith, DFN Smitty on Twitch is streaming his 3D printer, spending 15 hours making a tiny lightsaber stand. So if you just want to go watch a 3D printer work for 15 hours, you got it. I expect to see him on this top 100 list making at least $800,000 over the course of the next two years, please. That's time for Game on Game Show. The game on our game show. We play a game called Game on the Gaming Show on our game show. Game, 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 game. We've got a returning favorite. Are you ready, Adam? For Quiz Me, Captain, it's me, Margaret. This is a game. Yes. We play in rounds. It's a Uh four-round game. Each round has a different time constraint on it. It is usually some combination of like trivia or asking you to generate a list of things. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you win all four rounds, if you successfully complete all four rounds within the time limit, then you get a super secret prize. However, if you fail one of the rounds, you do not get the super secret prize, but you do still have to continue to finish the game. Oh, I thought you were going to say you had to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is not Squid Game, which I've watched five episodes of today and is very good. I need to watch it. I haven't watched any of it. Yeah, I, I did not know this until yesterday, but I thought it was a real-life reality show. <laughs> like, oh my god, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, and I was, I was hearing people talk about it. I was like, that sounds fucked. How are they getting away with this? What, there must be some kind of like medical staff, some kind of waiver system. And then I looked at the trailer yesterday, and I was like, oh, this is a show. This is not a this reality show. This is a television show. program. <laughs> yes. All right. Round one of Chrismy. Chrismy. 
Chris Kringle, Captain Margaret Pants. God, it's me. First round, 30 seconds. You have yep. to... <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. My brain is not working today. First round is 30 seconds. It is one question or prompt. I will keep time on here. Uh, are you ready, Adam? Yes. For round one of Quiz Me, Captain. Mm -hmm. It's me, Margaret. 30 right, seconds Margaret. on the clock, starting... Now, name five spooky games without evil in the title. Oh, let's see. Outcast 1, Outcast 2, uh, Alan Wake, ooh, ooh, uh, no, Blair Witch. Sorry, Outcast does not count because it's not called Outcast. Outlast. Outlast yes, 2. thank you. There you go. Uh, Blair Witch, Alan Wake, uh, Four, Layers of Fear. Five. Very good. You had, did that in 22 seconds. You had eight seconds to spare. Congratulations. You are moving on to round two as you would have okay. if you, even if you failed. Round two of Quiz Me Catman is me, Margaret. You have 60 seconds on the clock this time. There are three prompts that you have to complete in this time limit. A little bit more difficult, a little bit more stressful, a little bit more time to accommodate. Are you ready for round two of Quiz Me Catman? I'll try my Margaret. best. 60 seconds starts now. Name three Battlefield games without listing them in chronological order. Uh, Battlefield 3, One. Battlefield 2042, Two. Battlefield 1941. Three. List four different generations of DualShock controllers. DualShock 1, DualShock 2, One. DualShock 3, Two. and Three. Uh, DualSense. No. No, sir, that does not count as a DualShock controller. DualShock 1, DualShock Analog, DualShock 2, DualShock 3. All right, that counts, that counts. Uh, say Dragon Ball Z, Budokai Tenkaichi 3, three times. Dragon Ball Z, Budokai Tenkaichi, Dragon Ball Z, Budokai oh, Tenkaichi, sorry, three Dragon Ball Z, Budokai Tenkaichi. What? Three? Three, it's three. Dragon Ball Z, Budokai Tenkaichi, three. Say that three times. Dragon Ball Z, seconds. Budokai Tenkaichi, three. Dragon Ball Z, Budokai Tenkaichi, three. Boom. <laughs> I only heard two in there. You have ten seconds up to say one Dragon more. Dragon Ball Z, Budokai Tenkaichi, three. Budokai Tenkaichi, three. Dragon Ball Z, Budokai Tenkaichi, three. Oh, woo, with three seconds left, you finally completed it. Congratulations. You have moved on from the second round successfully. Round number three. This one's a very short round. It's 20 seconds. It usually has to do with you convincing me of something. Okay. Are you ready for round three of Quiz Me Cat Mits Me Margaret? All right, Margaret. 20 seconds on the clock starting... Now, convince me that Nintendo's not working on a 4K Switch. It's Nintendo. They don't do these things. They don't Fuck. do the thing that makes sense. Ever. Literally ever. You're right. You got that one in like six seconds. So, way to go. If you I nailed get, it. The Switch isn't even, can't even, it doesn't even do 1080p handheld. Like, come on. My phone can have done that for seven years. Yep. Damn it. All right. Final round. This one's 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. You need four correct answers. Oof. I have here eight items. Sorry, eight pairs of items that are all subjective. I will list two things, and you have to tell me the right thing. The right thing is usually opinion-based, based on my opinion, and might not have anything to do with video games or anything logical. Are you, you have to get four correct answers out of these eight or within 30 seconds, whichever comes first. Four Are correct opinions, correct. All right, let's yes. go. <laughs> Are you ready for the final round of Quiz Me Cat Me Margaret? Uh-huh. 30 seconds starting now. Do you remember Bowsette? Yes or no? Yes. Very good. Yeah, very hot. Next, Master Chief or Commander Shepard? 
Commander Shepard. Incorrect. Master Chief, that sexy deep voice. I'm so sorry. Space but, or water? Uh, space. Very good. Space levels always better than water levels. Bojangles or Wendy's? Wendy's. Oh, sir. Bojangles, that seasoning, that spice. Um, Mountain Dew or Cherry Coke? Mountain Dew. It's Gamer Fuel. You're right. Cool Runnings, yes or no? I'm sorry. Time's up. You got three correct like answers, Adam. You got three. No. You're you subjectively incorrect on one you of those. You got space, and you got Mountain Dew. Here's, here's what I'll do. Commander Shepard, yes, Master Chief does have a super deep voice, but mm-hmm. Commander Shepard can also be a redheaded female. Huh? You're right. Doesn't have a super deep, sexy voice when she's a redheaded female, though. Can Master, could Master Chief ever bang Garrus? No, he could not. You're right. You are right. And you can't kiss Master Chief's helmet. Or you no. can, but it wouldn't be as fun as kissing John Garris would not approve of that. Shepherd. Adam, here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We're going to list you as a winner on Quiz Me, Cat, okay. Miss Me, Margaret with an asterisk. Go put the asterisk. I don't give you, a shit. You won <laughs> on a technicality, but you won't yep. get the prize. That's, that's the caveat that we've got to make with the asterisk. And we, we have to preserve the sanctity of the super secret prize. <laughs> I'm sure the prize was just like uh, fan art of Bowsette. It's fine. It's, um, I can't tell you what it is. I can tell you what has been in the past. Uh, when Holden won it one time, I freaked, couldn't think of anything, and I shoved a whole <laughs> squirtle amiibo in my mouth. <laughs> that was the super secret prize. So, um, what would you put in your mouth this time? I don't know what's around. <laughs> we'll never know because you didn't get them all 100% right without the technicality. That yeah, is see. it for Game on Game Show, and that is it for episode 228 of Respawn Aim Fire. DF and Smitty in the chat. That's right, the maker of the 3D printing stream for 15 hours himself. Uh, says, y'all need some new background photos. Well, you might notice that you're responsible for our background photos, as told by the little Twitter sign on our thing. So, Dallas, send us some new photos. We'd love them. Mm. Uh, in fact, I don't think we have any Ghost of Tsushima pictures in here. So, I know you've been taking a trillion of those photos. If you're not already following Dallas and all of his great virtual photography, go to him on Twitter. Again, he supplies all of our background stuff for our regular podcast episodes. So, he's a pretty dope virtual photographer. And now, a really great real-life photographer, too. You have homework as listeners of this podcast. Your first is to go play our barf game this month. It is the month of October, and our barf game is Prince of Persia, the 2008 edition with Nolan North as El Prince. This is something that is a little bit more difficult to play. Uh, Didn't realize that platform. when I picked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so this one is a like a PS3, Xbox 360 generation. I believe it is still backwards compatible on th- on Xbox. You can play it that way. Um, it is locked, but it to is PS3. not on the digital store. So you're gonna not, have okay. You can get it at GameStop or on you know you can get it like dirt cheap, but you're gonna have to get a disc unless you already owned it. Also, it's on Steam for like eight dollars. So oh, awesome! PC I always forget PC is an option for things. Yeah, I believe it is also on PlayStation Now. So if you want to, you know, there you go. give that service a shot, and there's usually like a seven day free trial or something like that. So play it. It's not a long game. Um, from what I, I haven't played it since it came out. From what I remember, it's fun as well. So um, play that. And we are playing that game this month because all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash fire voted for that game this month. They said, we want to watch you play that or we want to watch you talk about that after you played that. Um, so that's what we're doing. So you can go there and sign up to be a patron yourself for $1 a month and you can tell us what to play. 
You can play with us on game nights, and you can get some dope wallpapers for all of your devices. Some pretty sweet shit out there. Uh, now that I'm back from vacation, I already have an idea for a new wallpaper for October. It's going to be a little spooky. It's going to be mm-hmm. Destiny Witch Queen themed if it comes out oh. the way that I want it to. Otherwise, I might make it up something new. But uh, now that I put that into the world, I'm responsible for it. So it's coming out soon. Go to patreon.com slash respawningfire. Uh, and when we do review discussions for games like Metroid Dread, you'll get those first a few days before everyone else. So go do that. Your other homework is to listen to your body and pee when it tells you to pee because it's bad to hold that in. It's bad for your health. That's it for our show. Thank you, Adam, for joining me this week. Thank you for allowing me to come back and jump into the same show. And thank you for everything in, in science and life. With that, yep. <laughs> uh, we'll see everyone next week. Here's our usual sign-off. What do you think a parrot sneeze sounds like? Viva la libertad. <laughs> Viva, well, I'm sorry, what? Viva la libertad. Ah, that's exactly what parrots say when they sneeze. Yep. People well, in Germany say achi. Did you know that? Bye, everyone. When they sneeze? <laughs>